Right now, I am standing 30 feet away from $70 million. Well, sort of. 30 feet from me, the key movers and shakers from Bougie Cosmetics are gathering in the mahogany-paneled conference room of my advertising agency, Vanessa. Several of them wave to me as they pass by. The president, the CEO, the director of marketing. This is not the first time they've been here. And we're hoping it won't be the last. Several months ago, the $70 million Bougie account parted ways with its advertising agency. Suddenly, ad agencies all over the city popped up like whack-a-moles, vying for the account. Most were eliminated in the first round. Agency credentials and case histories. Or the second, strategic development and media. So now it's down to us and an agency in Dumbo, the cooler-than-cool section of Brooklyn. Today's the day we get to dazzle our clients-to-be with creative ideas on how to get all those Gen X, Y, and Zers to ditch their old shampoos, conditioners, volumizers, texturizers, lipsticks, moisturizers, foundations, and switch to bougie instead. That's where I come in. You've probably seen all those rom-coms where a cute, pert, perky young woman, always petite and blonde, lands the account by charming the CEO, always a man. Well, that's not me. At five foot ten, with shoulder-length brown hair and blue eyes, I can bench press half my weight. Well, half my ideal weight. Since my college swimming days and my divorce, I'm at least ten pounds away from ideal. The curse of the ex-athlete a few years from turning 40. Anyway, pert and perky is not how the game is played anymore. These days, you have to learn a whole new Rosetta Stone-like language about brand hashtags and brand conversation and authentic brand content. I look at my watch, 8.25 a.m., five minutes till liftoff. Sitting in my office, I mentally rehearse my presentation, from my opening remarks to what questions might come up and how I'm going to field them, when my phone rings. At this hour of day, it could only be one person. I check the caller ID. I am right. It's Dr. Elizabeth Ormson, OBGYN to the stars, whose patients include some of the wealthiest and most prominent women in the city also known as my mother. Another daughter might let it go to voicemail rather than be distracted, but that daughter does not know the great Dr. Ormson. Ignore her call, and minutes later she will call again and keep calling. My mother is a firm believer in doing things at her convenience, not yours. So I pick up. I'm in the hospital, she says. Four words into the call, and I'm already annoyed. Mother, of course you are. You're a physician. You're always... I checked myself into the ER late last night, she says. I was just ending my shift when I started having chest pains. Wait, what? You mean you've been in the emergency room since... Yes, she says, cutting me off. Why didn't you call me last night? Lorena she says slowly, using my given name, an indication that she is as impatient with me as I am with her. I didn't need you last night. 
I need you now. I want to go home, but they won't release me until someone comes to sign me out. I can't possibly do it now, I say. I'm about to go into a meeting. I almost slip and say an important meeting, but I know what her response would be. Medicine is important. Advertising is not. And there's no one else in all of New Jersey who can pick you up now? I ask. One by one, she knocks her friends down like bowling pins. One has shingles. One is in Miami. One is babysitting her granddaughter. I'm the last pin standing. I grit my teeth. I don't want to go into this meeting angry, so I do what my therapist Esther always suggests. Take a breath, then count to ten. Slowly. I'll be there as soon as I can, Mother, I say. As soon as this meeting is over. Oh, fine, she says. But hurry. Hurry.